This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Join Natalie Lucier, business strategist and digital visionary, as she shows you how to increase the most important metrics in your business. Hello, hello, this is Natalie Lucier, and you're listening to the Off the Charts Business Podcast. And in this episode, I'm tackling a topic that I think a lot of women will definitely resonate with. And it's all about how to take maternity leave as an entrepreneur. And it's something that I think a lot of us who run businesses, whether it's online or offline, have to think about because it's not quite the same as being an employee or even a contractor because you need to plan ahead if you need to take time off to have a baby. (laughs) So this is where I'm at right now. I'm about eight months pregnant and Robin and I are so excited about our little bundle of joy. And by the way, I'm doing this ahead of time. So by the time you listen, Hopefully we'll have the baby and everything is going well with my maternity leave. But here is what I've learned and what we've been doing in our business to prepare for the changes in our lives. And I think you'll really get a lot from what we've been doing and apply it in your business if you're also expecting or plan to have a family sometime soon. So the first thing I needed to mention is that maternity leave is a really interesting concept that is different in different countries. So I've been chatting with some of my friends back home in Canada where I'm from, and the maternity leave policy there is that you get a whole year off work and you can actually split it between maternity leave and paternity leave. So it's a really cool, more social system, if you will. And it's been interesting for me to think about because I know that as a business owner, I don't really think I could take a whole year off. I have a feeling that my entrepreneurial brain is going to start kicking back in and I'm going to want to come back to my projects and my clients and my work and all the things that I'm passionate about. But you never know because when you do become a mom, things can change. So I'm staying open to that possibility too. Now that being said, I really believe that it's possible to set up your business to give you a chance to take maternity leave as an entrepreneur. And here's how I'm doing it in my business. So the first thing that I need to mention is that we're in a bit of a special situation because both myself and my husband work in this business, especially the ambition ally side of things, because Robin is our head developer and he does a lot of really important things in the company. And obviously I'm the founder and I've done a lot of important things in the company too. So if we both step away from the business because we're either sleep deprived or learning how to be parents at the same time, it can be a bit of a difficult thing to juggle. But the silver lining is that Robin will actually get to spend more time at home with the baby, especially during those early precious few weeks and months. And I think that's kind of cool. So we're gonna obviously learn a lot in the process and I'm sure I'm gonna be sharing even more as we learn. But now let's take a look at how we've been structuring our business for maternity slash paternity leave. So number one is that we've reverse engineered our due date and we've kept commitments manageable. So not all pregnancies can be planned or scheduled into your calendar, but we knew that we wanted to start a family. So in early 2015, we started to make decisions with that plan in mind. So for our business, that meant reducing the amount of one-on-one coaching and mastermind retreats that I was leading and also not putting on our annual event in 2016. 
So if you are curious about Off the Charts Live and you've heard about the event, it's not happening this year because I'm having a baby instead. And as soon as I found out that I was pregnant, we really put all of our energies on building out our software product suite because that's a form of income and revenue for the business that doesn't depend on me as much. Number two is that we found out where the bottlenecks in the business were. So we looked at the business and what it really needed from me on a regular basis. And then we went on a hiring spree. So we hired a project manager to keep everything running smoothly if I couldn't be there to oversee our projects. We also hired a writer who has been amazing and able to increase our content production and free up some of the stuff that I was working on so I could do things that only I could do in the business. Now, if you're thinking, okay, Natalie, yes, you're hiring people, that's great for you, but I don't have the budget for that or I'm not quite there yet in my business. Well, the good thing is that you don't need to hire people full-time in your business, but you can hire them on a project basis in preparation for your maternity leave. So you might have somebody come on board a couple months before things are you know, expected to arrive, before your little bundle of joy is expected to arrive, and help you prepare for this maternity leave and maybe even stay on board during your maternity leave so that things can keep running smoothly in your absence. Now, one of my biggest mindset shifts around hiring amazing people to help you keep growing your business is this. Let's say that you're investing money into a stock or real estate. Generally speaking, you need to put up a big chunk of money upfront and you only expect maybe a few percentage points in return. But when you're hiring someone, you only need to pay them on a monthly basis. And that means that your entire investment in this person is not upfront. And then you can usually expect a much higher return on investment than just a couple percentage points, sometimes as high as double what you're paying them. So to me, that is a huge mindset shift that I've had to make in my business as I've hired more people and as I've stepped down from a lot of my responsibilities in a certain way. Number three is bring your team up to speed on your maternity leave plans. So after we got more support on board, it was time to have a meeting and find any holes that we might need to plug. Now, I'm sure there'll be things that we didn't anticipate that'll come up, but taking the time to sit down and write out what potential things our team would deal with was key. So here are some of the things that we found we needed to do to prepare in order to take maternity leave without me personally freaking out. So number one was to plan our editorial calendar, our newsletters, and our content for the next few months ahead of time. Number two was record updated tutorial videos for how we do certain things like updates to the Facebook ads or setting up different campaigns or anything else that was kind of in our brains. Number three was to create an escalation plan for support requests so that most support requests can be handled by the team unless Robin is really needed on those tougher ones. <laughs> and then number four was writing more canned responses and beefing up our knowledge base to answer questions more proactively. And number five was to set clear goals for everybody on the team so they know exactly what they're working on and responsible for. All right, now going back to what we're doing, number four was all about automate, delegate, or delete anything that can't happen without you. Now this is a big one. It's actually a process that we've been applying since we found out that we were having a baby, and it's one that you can do even if you're not expecting or you don't have a growing family. When you start to automate things with tools and processes, you can remove yourself from the day-to-day -day operations of your business. Now, of course, a lot of times you'll still want to have a human being there to make sure that everything is working as expected and to handle any special circumstances. And that's where delegation comes in. One of the big realizations for my business is that we run 
launches for many of our programs. And these launches take a lot of my focus and energy. So we've been focusing on our evergreen product sales instead. And if you want to know more about how we launch and how we do evergreen programs, you can go to launchitandprofit.com and sign up for our free video series and more great content about creating products and selling them online. Finally, being more strict about what's really necessary in your business helps you delete tasks that might not be bringing in any results. Sometimes we get into a business groove, but we might be losing sight of the big picture and the outcomes that we were after in the first place. So you'll notice that we started making this shift with our move from more videos to more podcasts and also with our automated software tools over at ambitionally.com. Number five, set firm boundaries for yourself and prepare to say no more often. One of the biggest realizations I've made since starting off on this motherhood journey is the need to be clear about what you want to create for yourself, your business, and your lifestyle. I've had to say no to quite a few speaking gigs, fun looking networking events and other activities that would have been an easy yes a year ago. And while part of me is a little bit sad that I won't be doing a ton of speaking in 2016, I know that when I'm ready to get back on stage and share my message, I'll have a lot more experience to pull from as a new mom and business owner. And a side benefit of being pregnant and taking maternity leave is that it really helps you filter through opportunities that might seem like a good idea, but could be a distraction. It's like a hyper-focused laser because your time is so much more scarce and you can only do so much before the baby comes. Number six, get the support you'll need in place early and test your systems. So we had a test run of being disconnected from the business when we took an unplugged vacation a few months ago. And we definitely discovered a few places where we would need to shore up our resources and figure out some of our systems. Now, it's been a big priority for us to find local support, especially in the form of a postpartum doula and having our families come to visit after the birth and also finding childcare options once my maternity leave wraps up. So while women have been having babies for thousands of years, I think that running a business and having a baby brings a whole new level of complexity. And I really don't think that we need to do it alone. So getting support here is key. Now, I'd love to hear what you think about this. If you have any other tips about maternity leave and running a business as a mom, I would love for you to head back over to natalielucier.com and definitely share this episode with your friends. I want more people who are expecting or who are already moms and who need more support to head back over and subscribe to the Off The Charts podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to head over to ambitionally.com to get more of our amazing intuitive software tools to help you run your business as an ambitious woman or man. <laughs> Thanks again, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, The Momentum Memo has something for you. 